Hi, everyone. Welcome back for episode 20 of the Simply Well Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? Big 2-0. I thought you were going to say big titties. We're just a couple of best <laughs> friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have the show for you. <laughs> what? Just fucking bashed my knee on my desk. Golly. <laughs> Did it pick up? Uh, maybe. I was too focused on making sure I said my stuff. <laughs> we'll clean it up and post. Nah, it'd be all right. Nah, There's not right. a lot of post on this shit, I'll tell you. <laughs> we this are raw. We're raw. Uh, like, good dick. This week we're recapping Ms. Marvel since Chris was able to get caught up on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, literally just before we started recording, you watched the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we aren't going to worry about spoilers or anything like that when we get into it. Um, just going to try and keep it brief so we can kind of glide through and have a, hopefully a normal length episode. Um, with that in mind, it's also kind of a light news week, mm-hmm. which I'm sure like will be made up in, in, uh, in kind next week because, uh, Marvel's or sorry, Comic-Con is, is this weekend. So, yes. you know, well, between DC and Marvel and whatever Sony might have for us, uh, it's, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have quite a bit to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, before we get into Ms. Marvel, uh, we got to talk about some of the highlights from the Emmy nominations. Yes. Uh, the fact that Top Gun Maverick just won't fucking stop. Uh, Sony introduced a new loyalty program for their uh, PlayStation users. And Walt and Jesse are back in Albuquerque. <gasps> yeah. So if you're ready to talk about it, I'll just throw it at you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, Emmy nominations. Uh, I wanted to mark... I kind of copied it and pasted over the nominees for Best Drama Series and Best Comedy Series, and then thought I'd talk about the the bits that jumped out at me. So, Mm -hmm. for Best Drama Series, uh, Better Call Saul got nominated, as well as Bob Odenkirk got nominated as Best Actor in a Leading Role for a Drama Series, and uh, Ray Seahorn, she got nominated for the uh, Best Actress in a Leading Role in a Drama Series. Uh, let's see, Euphoria, Zendaya was nominated. She's the, I want to say she's the youngest person nominated uh, twice, I think was the was the caveat that I saw in there. Yeah, so I she's, hear uh, she's got Euphoria two nominees. Euphoria is really good. And she won last time, I think in 2020's Emmys, uh, she, she won, and she was the youngest uh, recipient of that award. So, And then Sydney mm-hmm. Sweeney got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, let's see, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game got nominated for Best Drama Series. And oh, it actually nice. is the first non-English nominee for uh, for that category. Uh, and then let's see the following ones. We got Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets, which I haven't seen. I've heard good things about all of the shows on here, and that's the nice thing is like I've also heard of all of these shows. I feel like sometimes there's shows and stuff in there where you're like never heard of that. Like right. when movies, like when movies win Best Picture, that you're like, did anybody watch that movie? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then let's see. So for uh, best comedy series, something called Abbott Elementary, which is apparently on ABC. Um, haven't heard of that one. ABC. But Barry, Barry got nominated for best comedy series. Um, as Bill Hader, yeah, Bill Hader got nominated for uh, best lead. He got nominated for, I believe, writing an episode and directing an episode. Uh, let's see, Billy Kerrigan, who plays Noho Hank, got nominated for best supporting actor, and Henry Winkler got nominated for best supporting actor in a comedy series. No, Hank. Who is the? What's that actor's name? Billy Kerrigan. Billy Kerrigan. He yeah. fucking kills me. Like he yeah. kills No, Hank. Like so good. Yeah, and apparently that's like not at all how that character was meant to be read. 
Like when when he came in for audition, you know, because that's obviously that's not what Billy Gar- what Billy Kerrigan sounds like. Mm-mm, not at all. And uh, yeah, so when he came in to read for it, he he put that on, and it sounds like he was he's kind of similar to like a Jesse in uh, in Breaking Bad, insofar as uh, he was supposed to die at the when um, what do you call him when Barry shoots him the first season, like at the end oh, of the first yeah. episode. But then because everybody loved him, they were like, yeah, we gotta gotta keep this guy on. <laughs> you gotta keep him going. Like, you know, the people on set loved him. Uh, and then, really, the only other thing I wanted to talk about from the Emmys that I thought was noteworthy and kind of tied in with us was that uh, Chadwick Boseman was actually posthumously nominated for playing T'Challa Star-Lord in What If, um, in, like, the Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance category. Guy, you gotta stop adjusting yourself in your seat. All I hear is your chair. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get comfy before we start, then. Because it sounds like an old house. It sounds it's like a fucking haunted me. house over there. I'm <laughs> no trying to be, speak to me. Trying to trying to be serious, fucking Chadwick Boseman. This is probably the last yeah, performance just, he'll be nominated for. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good guy. He's not like a kid fiddling in his seat. <laughs> so you got anything about any of that, or do I just keep moving? No, I mean, I think that's really cool that Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, rest in peace. I such an amazing actor. And I remember when I found out he passed away, it threw me for such a curve. Yeah, I mean, it was shocking to everybody, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's nice to, it's like, Get you know, yes. Extra recognition there. Yeah, as he should. And, uh, you know, not to try and make it sad or dwell on it anymore, but apparently he and uh, Kevin Feige had talked a fair bit about T'Challa Star-Lord and that he really liked that version of the character. And wanted to see, like, if there was more they could do with that character. Because you figure they recorded that well in advance, I'm sure. Yeah. And so it's kind of sad that, like, you know, what if they could have made a series out of that character? Or, you know, carried that character over into live action in some way. That would have been you really know, cool. si- Similar to how we got, um, you know, Captain Carter in mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. So I think that's, it's obviously, there's a lot of, there's several different layers of a shame that he he passed away obviously the personal level that you know he lost his life young and all that and his family and all the things he gets to miss out on now but also the things that you know you know the audience got to miss out on the things that he wanted to do at least he gets a little bit of recognition for a character that he actually did have uh you know, a bit of a passion for mm-hmm. yeah uh, black panther was really really good too and i'm excited yeah. for the next the, the second one to come out I am too. Yeah, hopefully next week we get some some footage and stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, which I forgot to put that in the news. Should should we do that? What? That uh, that tweet I told you about? Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Think Give so. the people what okay. they want. Yeah. So this is uh now keep in mind this is coming straight out of this is <laughs> this is a tweet of a screenshot of a Reddit post, okay? Mhm. But quite a few people have like kind of come out with similar like corroborating pieces of, of info, I, th- I suppose. Mm-hmm. So this is all subject to just be strictly rumor, but this is a Tales from the Mod queue. Uh, it says, welcome back to another special edition of Tales from the Mod queue. Today we have information to share with regards to San Diego Comic-Con and the future of the MCU. As always, take this all with a grain of salt. So kind of like I just said. Most of this could be wrong, but maybe some of it's a you know a, a sliver of truth. So this is basically leaked uh, lineup for Marvel's uh, San Diego Comic Con. So next week, hopefully, we get proven right. Yes. Uh, so hopefully, we'll see. It says Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds will be in attendance to announce the next Deadpool movie, which isn't titled Deadpool Three. And director Sean Levy is set to send in a video. So I'm not sure if that means like 
a video of Sean Levy, you know, like a, a face cam thing mm-hmm. or like if he's sending in footage. I don't know that they've even started filming, so I don't know right. what they would be. Uh, which, I mean, I kind of figured that we might see some Deadpool stuff since they're now starting to talk about the talking with the writers about what it's like to work with Disney. And we've got Sean Levy on as the director. It's obviously in the, the early enough stages or the late enough stages that they're probably getting ready to start production. Mm-hmm. I, I really do hope that Disney was just kind of like, no, nah, keep doing your thing. Like you're just in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the writers made it sound like it's been pretty, pretty easy going. There hasn't been yeah. a lot of no, you can't do that. I say, of course they have. Imagine how much money they're making now. Right, yeah, I mean, you're going to make your money. So, yeah, uh, Black you Panther. Disney. Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler. Denai Guerrero. Uh, Tanak Huerta, who we didn't talk about it a few weeks ago. Um, Tanak Huerta is set to be um, Namor the Submariner. So kind of, uh, not to make comparisons directly, but he's an Aquaman-type character. You know, from yeah. Atlantis, can, you know, commune with fish, things like that. Dominique Thorne. Uh, which I believe, uh, let me double check that, but I believe Dominique Thorne is who is going to play Ironheart. Mm. Do you think we're going to see an Iron Lad? I don't know, maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe combined. Because like, Cause we saw him in Endgame. Well, no, we didn't. We saw the, the kid from Iron Man 3, but he's not oh. necessarily Iron Lad. Yeah. But I thought it was like heavily rumored that he was gonna play Iron Lad if they were to do one. I think people just were like, "Oh, maybe they'll bring him in as Iron Lad." I think it was just people wondering, yeah, you know, and speculating as opposed to like true, substantiated yeah. rumors. Because I, I think it'd be odd to have like an Ironheart character who is kind of a a young Iron Man type character, right? Yeah, Dominique Thorne is is Ironheart, so that's that's correct on that. Um, yeah, Riri Williams. But uh, sorry, let me get back to reading here. So yeah, so Dominique Williams will be there. Uh, and they're going to present their first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Secret Invasion, which is the Disney Plus series that they're running with um, Samuel L. Jackson, obviously being Nick Fury. And, uh, oh man, I completely lost his name. The actor who is the leader of the Skrulls in Captain Marvel. I can't think of it, but I'll think of it as soon as we sign off. If only somebody had a computer. You're my guy in the chair. Actor. Um, ben Mendelsohn. All right, I beat you to it. Ben Mendelsohn. Just, yeah, that's what I said. You're like, no, no, no. no I, I, I know. I, I pulled it out. No, I said that. Uh, <laughs> it's right here on I my said screen. That. I said that. I said that. So, yeah, no one's going to be in attendance for Secret Invasion, but they will reveal the main cast and share some footage, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess when I think about it, yeah, we don't really know anybody other than Nick Fury and uh, the leader of the Scrolls. So it makes sense that we need to get a little bit more context on that. Sure. Um, let's see. Blade. So at the last, at their last Comic Con appearance in like 2019, they talked about the fact that Mahershala Ali was going to be Blade, and now we should get some more info because it says that Mahershala Ali, Kit Harrington, who for you he you would know him as, um, and not even know him that well, but he is um, John Snow from Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah. Uh, so Kit Harrington, Aaron Pierre, Milan Ray, and Bassam Tariq will be in attendance for some news. Uh, one big piece of news that's been rumored, and I've seen other news articles picking this up, uh, is that Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, mm-hmm. will play Dracula. Yeah. So, again, Which check it out with a grain of salt, but the fact that they've got a name and a character makes me feel like that's probably at least, he's he's at least in talks for them to have that, you know, laid down. And what a perfect way yeah. to set it up for us to talk about the boys. 
Yeah, I haven't watched the boys, so no, I'm I'm catching up on it. I'm 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 slacking because I've been catching up on Miss Marvel, but I'd like to you talk say you've about been sli- it. you watched Miss Marvel and us sitting, so I don't want to hear this. It really got in the way of me watching the boys. <laughs> it did. It did. It took one day away. Uh, speaking of Ms. Marvel, the Marvels, um, Brie Larson, Amon Vellani, and Tayana Price um, will all be there when they show their footage. Um, Zaw Ashton, who I'm not sure who that is by name, will not be present due to her pregnancy. Anson Mount will reprise his role as Black Bolt. Uh, Which Jody yeah, Turner- I'm excited for. Yeah, I am too. Jodie Turner-Smith will rejoin as Medusa in the post-credits of the movie, setting up Universal Inhumans as a big cosmic story going forward. So that's that's odd to me that they're talking about like a post-credits scene, because, I mean, obviously that's not going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, unless it's right. like a, a trailer and then they're showing I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I don't think... So that one I would be a little bit you know more speculative of. You um, think we'll see Lockjaw? The dog? Yeah. Maybe. Since he's... Because he, he's with... Uh... The Inhumans, yeah. Black Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, I just know that like the Inhumans show didn't do well, so I'm, I find it odd that they're like, all right, we're going to take a second crack at this. And also, like once we get into Ms. Marvel, uh, there's another weird thing about the Inhumans. Mm. So World War Hulk was originally oh. going to be a movie, it oh. says. I know. Uh, it is now being turned into a four-part series for Disney+, Plus that may have a yes. small theatrical release. This could possibly be the big Avengers event before Secret Wars with many big characters. Which, so yes. they kind of just slipped that in there. I don't know. I mean, obviously there hasn't been any confirmation, but I everybody seems to think that Secret Wars is like the next Avengers-level threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe. 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 Who knows? Uh, and then Who, uh, Guardians of Galaxy Volume 3. Go ahead. I was going to say, who's the threat in Secret Wars? Is it Galactus? No, so well, so there's been like three versions of Secret Wars, but mm-hmm. if I think the one that would be the easiest for them to adapt would be so in the 80s they did the Beyonder, which is basically an alien who pulls everybody to um, oh I just completely lost the planet, but it's basically like nowhere. Um, okay, and has villains, heroes all teamed up, and they're just fighting to try and survive. Uh, and the the comics, honestly, really hard read now because it's so intertwined with like other comic stories that lead into it mm-hmm. that it's like so dense. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> but there was a more recent one with uh, Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four kind of playing a a center role, and it's more about like multiversal um, stuff, like the incursions that uh, came up in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And we also uh, saw uh, we saw Reed Richards, yeah, which he, or John he, Krasinski. He may not be the MCU's uh, Reed Richards. I don't know if you heard Why? that or not. Why? Why? Still, chill out, chill out, relax. You just you're blinded by John Krasinski. Relax. <laughs> uh, no, Kevin Feige said that you know it was uh, when he and Sam Raimi talked about it. You know, he was very much uh, apparently he's a he's a casting choice that a lot of fans have. And so let's give them what they want, you know, uh, kind of as like not a throwaway, but like throw the dog a bone kind of deal. Right. So it might be here. here, There you go. You saw him as Reed Richards and then he got turned to spaghetti and his head exploded. That's true. And also, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Let's see here. But yeah, so I think that might be the secret wars that they go with because 
we already know that we are getting the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Right. And, you know, it makes sense to tie in with the multiverse stuff. And it's a more recent comic story that people would have read. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. A majority of the cast will be in attendance and they will show some footage. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We'll see some footage yes. with actors uh, Rudd, Lily, and Newton present. Jonathan Majors will send in video as Kang. So, like we talked about, we haven't seen Jonathan Majors since um, the end of Loki where yeah. he was he who remains at the end of time. And then, yes. obviously, he's supposed to be a Kang variant. And you know, that little stinger at the end was Loki going back to the TVA, and there's just a massive statue of Kang the Conqueror, and it's very mm-hmm. uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm um, so excited. I really liked Loki. I did, too. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Wonder Man will be announced with Henry Golding as Simon Williams. Uh, an interesting detail is that Evan Peters is returning as Ralph Boner from uh, WandaVision. <laughs> Wanda may have a new name. Vision. He'll likely be a side character in the show. And then the Which last I was here, talking about. Of Do you yeah. think they're going to try to bring back Quicksilver? I don't know. Maybe. But I feel like, yeah, it's it's a weird one to go, like, to, to cock tease us like that. Mm-hmm. With, uh, that's a very crude term. I apologize. Uh, you know, cock Jesus with Evan Peters as Quicksilver and then him to not be Quicksilver and then to go actually psyche was. Yeah, it feels a little flippy floppy. That makes sense. Uh, let's see, though. D- the last thing is Daredevil Man Without Fear will be announced with Charlie Cox starring along with Eliza Gonzalez as Electra. So uh, we had to look it up to double check. Eliza yeah. Gonzalez is not who was Electra in the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was uh, they didn't have interest in that actress or if she didn't have interest in returning. Or if it even came up, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, so. And again, it's all a grain of salt. It might not even be true. So mm. yeah, just I thought that was at least worth shaking a stick at, you know? Right. See, see what came running out. Uh, like I said, we got to talk about Top Gun Maverick because it just won't stop making money. So it has passed $600 million domestically, which makes it Paramount Pictures' highest domestically grossing film uh, of all time, just beating out Titanic. Mm-hmm. Which Titanic was a monster movie when it came out, so it's kind of yeah. crazy to think that like, my God, it's getting toppled. Uh, this makes me think more and more about like the sequel question, honestly, because mm-hmm. money is obviously a major motivator for right. studios, and you, know, you would think with that Paramount's looking at this and going, "All right, what do we do with that next?" Because it's obviously like we're shitting gold right now. All right. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I was thinking about it. They may try and make a streaming series for uh, Paramount Plus since it's a relatively new, se- you know, um, service that they might be like, mm-hmm. oh, let's how can we pivot? And OK, obviously, people like Top Gun. But then I, I wonder if the question is, do they like Top Gun, the property or did the people that like Top Gun, the property show up first and then everybody heard it was actually a good movie? And, mm-hmm. then, you know, what I mean, that's why it's made money week after week. Uh, but so I think either way, they are going to try and, you know they're going to find another way to, to make money out of this property. Cause my God, it's making so much money. So like a stupid amount, like too much money for, for Top Gun. I wonder what <laughs> it's, uh, let's see. Box office mojo. I want to see what it's worldwide is right now. Yeah. It's got $1.2 billion. That's too much money. Like we've talked about it. Like that's in 52 days. We've talked about it. That's Marvel money. Like, yeah, that's bananas. My God, yeah, $1.2 billion. Anyways, yeah, I just thought it was worth mo- noting that that game is still made, or that game, that movie is still making money this, like, 52 weeks in. Or, sorry, not 52 weeks, uh, 52 days in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I think it will continue to do so, and I just hope that uh, the uh, uh, studio doesn't take away, like, the, the wrong message and be like, shit, just crank out Top Gun. <laughs> Let's turn Top Gun into the next Fast and Furious franchise. No, please. 
You heard it here first, folks. Right. Stamp it. Stamp it. <laughs> Just fucking Top Gun 9. Yeah. <laughs> they go to space in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony has announced that PlayStation has announced PlayStation Stars, a loyalty <laughs> rewards program set to launch, quote, later this year, right? Uh, it'll be free to join, and it just sounds like it's a simple little rewards, pro- like a loyalty program of sorts, where it's going to reward players with points for completing different objectives, which could be simple, like logging into a certain game once a month, uh, or as demanding as being one of the first players to receive a platinum trophy on a game. Oh, like a uh, fucking... Elden Ring. Right. Uh, and these points can apparently, the plan is that the points will be able to be redeemed in the store for different rewards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote from, from PlayStation's blog, which this is just set to come out, like I said, later this year. They were kind of vague about some of the details where they're still working out the, the, the kinks of it, I'm sure. Um, but the quote was that um, the, the catalog could include PSN wallet funds and select PlayStation Store products. So... I'm not sure what exactly that means, where if it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a free game as a reward or, you know, like you can redeem points for games or just straight up. Here's money in your your account, uh, which kind of made me think because they talked about also receiving credit simply by making purchases in the store. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if it'll be similar to like uh, on the Switch, how, you know, with the Nintendo store, you get points when you buy stuff and then you can get like a dollar sixty off towards your next game uh, on the next purchase you make through the store. So I wonder if it'll be something like that. That'd but be cool. I, I think it's just obviously it's an attempt at them to kind of push more digital offerings with the fact that like they just expanded their uh, you know PlayStation Plus tiers with like having the base and then the premium and then like the you know Daddy fucking chill. insane whoa what you want you want to run that by me again uh, I whenever I plug my phone in it tells me Daddy chill. <laughs> I just heard fucking Siri, Daddy, chill. I'm like, <laughs> I want to plug my phone in. What the hell is even that? What the hell is even that? But yeah, so I think that's kind of neat. And uh, if it's free, and you know, they talked about like expressly stating they were like, no, no, definitely not, because somebody was like, are you gonna be able to buy NFTs? And they were like, no, no. fuck. Oh, no. so yeah, don't. Bit. Yeah, so do not, don't. Don't fucking put the idea in their head. <laughs> like if you do it, so help me God. But no. I'll so if it is, if it's if it's Xbox. free, and you know you can get free stuff out of it, just right. by doing the shit you were doing anyways, I don't see any problem with that. Nuh-uh, not one bit. I'd do it. I'd yeah, do I it would. To in a heartbeat, I'd do it for free. Yeah. I feel like I play PlayStation enough where I can. I can be like, you know what? Yeah. Right, and it, and I'm sure obviously the end game there is that it would make you, it would incentivize you to play it even more, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes for him. And like I said, we don't really know when, you know, when that's launching. It just says later this year. So hopefully yeah. by they have all the way until New Year's Eve. Right. So talking about uh, Vince Gilligan here, creator Breaking Bad. Right. Yes. Perk, perk your ears up, baby girl. Oh, they're perked. Like, oh, they're so perked. perked. You wouldn't believe how perked they are. <laughs> perk 30 right now. Uh, <laughs> no, perk 30. <laughs> Juice. Uh, Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, is donating two larger-than-life bronze statues of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman to the city of Albuquerque. And he said, uh, quote, Over the course of 15 years, two TV shows and one movie, Albuquerque has been wonderful to us. I wanted to return the favor and give something back. 
And it goes on to say, these larger-than-life bronzes of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman exist thanks to the generosity of Sony Pictures Television and the artistry of sculptor Trevor, Trevor Grove, and I love them. It makes me happy to picture them gracing the Duke City for decades to come, attracting busloads of tourists. So, yes. I just I just want to think about the fact that there's going to be bronze statues of, like, a meth kingpin and his fucking ex-high school student that's basically his bitch. <laughs> just in in Albuquerque. Broad daylight, like, what are you going to tell your kids? So it says that, you know, they said that the statues are going to be housed indoors at the Albuquerque Convention Center after Mayor Keller, Vince Gilligan, Peter Gold, Brian Cranston, and Aaron Paul witnessed their unveiling on July 29th. So, yeah, like, the fucking mayor's going to be there. <laughs> like, it's going to be a whole thing. And it's like, but also, I mean, I'm sure there is a legitimate amount of tourism that the show has brought to Albuquerque. All right, and like that—that's what I was just thinking—is like I've never heard of Albuquerque besides Breaking Bad. Right, I only knew of Albuquerque because I had family that lived close to it. Mm. But beyond that, like, yeah, I wouldn't have been, would not have been on my radar. I want to see. I know that at one point the restaurant that was Los Poyos, uh, Los Poyos, yeah, that was Los Poyos. Yeah, it's was, a, it's a big like, uh, not a gift shop, but like a tourist attraction. Yeah, let's see. So I'm gonna see if it's still, still running. Uh, so it says, yeah, I think it's, I think it is. Uh, according yeah. to Business Insider, the Los Pollos Hermanos restaurant is an actual restaurant in Albuquerque, New Mexico called Twisters, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and boasts a menu that includes burgers, burritos, and uh, rather than fried chicken. Right. But yeah, so you can still go there and be like, yo, where's Gus at? <laughs> yeah, Mr. White. Yo, Mr. White. But now, so cook. this might make me travel to fucking New Mexico. Just We're to going. see these bronze statues of Walt and Jesse. 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 But yeah, like I said, that's... <laughs> Put your dick away, Walter. <laughs> We're not having sex right now, Walter. <laughs> There's this meme I have saved, and I, I mean, I overplayed it. And Correct. it is just uh, Mike Armantrout, someone voice acting as him. And it's just not a, bad a still... Either. No, it was good, but it was just a still image of him. <laughs> it just says... Put your dick away, Walter. <laughs> I'm not having sex with you sex right, right now, right Walter. Now, Walter. Yeah. It's, Put your dick it's away, not right Walter. now. No, yeah, the fact that it's not right now. And the casuality of it makes me think that it's not the first time. Like, they may have fucked in the past. <laughs> but not right now. Uh, not right now. Uh-uh. Like, put your dick away, Walter. <laughs> put your I'm dick not away, having Walter. sex with you right now, Walter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gas. <laughs> Welcome back to Gas or Pass. That meme. Gas. 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 It's gas. Uh, let's see here. Talking about Ms. Marvel. Are you ready to talk yes. about Ms. Marvel? Let's burn through it. I'm so ready. Let's do it. Burn through it. All right. So uh, do you have a synopsis for me? Uh, yeah. So the synopsis I have pulled up. <laughs> Just. You got to get a mechanical keyboard so you can do the bit like I do. Yeah. So as I was saying <clears throat> before I was interrupted. <laughs> Kamala Khan is a normal teenage girl who dreams of being a superhero working with the Avengers when she goes to a party an unexpected fog rolls in and she finds herself talking to Captain Marvel who gives her wait what that's not that's, it that's, that is I think just legitimately Ms. Marvel this, the comic book Kamala is a superhero fan with an imagination particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in at school and sometimes even at home that is, until she gets uh, uh, superpowers like the heroes she's looked up to. What do you think of that? That's basically what I said in that show, but <laughs> yeah, moving I mean, on. Moving right along. <laughs> was there an echo in here? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. We got Amon Vellani, who plays Kamal Khan, uh, who I thought was like she was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, again, Marvel's kind of gotten pretty good at doing, um, uh, yeah, casting age, like <laughs> age accurate, right? Where like Kamala Khan, Amon Vellani is legitimately like a 16, 17 year old kid. And uh, yes, yeah, she, uh, she's 20. I'm a liar. She's 20? Yeah. Oh. She's born in, well, she'll be 20. She's 19. She was born September 3rd, 2002. Hmm. But even still, I mean, it's better than like, you know, the old days when you got Tobey Maguire playing a high schooler who looks 30, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> <laughs> which was fine at the time. But as you move along, you're like, man, why do all high schoolers in movies just look like adults? It's because they are. <laughs> because they, they are. were. They, they were 28 year old people playing 16 year olds. What are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do about it? You got Matt Lintz playing Bruno Corelli. Um, Zenobia Shroff was her mother, uh, who, who apparently her character's name is Muniba. I didn't know that. I was just her mom, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then Nakia, her friend, is played by uh, Yasmin Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kamran, who's played by Rish Shah. And that's, oh, her father is Mohan Kapoor, plays Dude. Yosef Khan. Her dad fucking kills <laughs> killed me. Killed me. The entire thing. Uh, and then I almost forgot her brother. Her brother is Segar Shaikh. And yeah, her, her brother's name is Amir Khan. Mm-hmm. So if you want, I figure we'll just do it kind of uh, roughly chronological, but we're not going to get hung up on episodes. You know, we're just going to go, oh, yeah, I liked that from that episode, or I didn't yeah. like that from that episode. And then at the end, we can just kind of talk about the series as a whole, things that stood mm-hmm. out to us as missed opportunities, things that we liked they included, things like that. Yeah. I'm so episode one is called Generation Y, uh, and that's you know, just your, your rough introdu- introduction to her. Of hey, here's this girl, and I like the opening to that of it being yeah, very interesting. Uh, she's a YouTuber, shots. yeah. That, that she's she's a YouTuber, and she goes by Sloth Baby, and uh, which I don't know enough about the comic book character. I wonder if that's a legitimate like character trait of hers, kind of like Peter Parker being a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, her character has always been that she's a fangirl of the Avengers, and I do think it's interesting that we're we're seeing that kind of in the MCU now, where like Kate Bishop in Hawkeye is a uh, a fan of the Avengers. Right. Like the world has existed long enough that there are heroes in it that remember when the heroes started showing up Mm -hmm. and can be inspired by them. But so the whole, the whole setup is that her and her friend Bruno are trying to make her because she is particularly obsessed with uh, Captain Marvel. Right. Yes. And I did like that, how her, her retelling of the, what she called the battle of earth uh, from Endgame was different and was very much, um, you know, Captain Marvel is the best There's Avenger and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like relatively true up until the point of her just basically laying Thanos out and that's that. Yeah. You know, reality. when it's Iron Man when is reality, the best Avenger. Well, he's the deadest Avenger. She tried that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Too soon. Too soon, man. Yeah, it'll always be too soon for you. Yeah. <laughs> just start calling you Bob. <laughs> You're always bobbing up and down on that dick. Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys. Man, thanks for is, listening to the episode. <laughs> that is crass. Yeah. I don't I hope Spotify allows that kind of talk. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> Welcome back to Gasser Pass. 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 No, so you weren't a fan of that? You weren't a fan of Bob? <laughs> no, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You liked it. I it can't take funny. credit for that. I think I used it last week, and it's from a TikToker that I've seen. <laughs> uh, I got to find that guy's name, because he's he's the guy that does the uh, the warehouse worker. Oh, yes, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> How do you expect me to go so fast with, uh, with a broken handle? 
What's a handle these? Handle these nuts, Steve, nuts, Steve. and walk handle away. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> handle these nuts, Steve. Oh, my God. Yeah. In fact, oh, here he is. My God, what are the odds of that? Uh, felonious Falafel. Not not a sponsor, but... Uh, no, yeah. my God. Check, check him out. He does good stuff. <laughs> if you're a TikToker, <laughs> check out Felonious Falafel, because he makes funny Dude. shit. He did yeah, one the other day. Like, I gotta, I gotta gas him up. He did one the other day that had my wife and I rolling, and it was if the second Wizarding War took place in the South, and he just screams at the top of his lungs in his best southern accent, A Vatican Diver! <laughs> yes. Look here, fellas. The boy who lived came to die. <laughs> A Vatican Diver! Oh. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I stole that Bob from one of his one of his videos. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it. You're Bob. I liked it. I liked it. I'm bobbing on him. on him. Yeah, call me Bob now. <laughs> Everybody's bobbing on dicks. Let's move on. Uh, Kamala... Uh, wants to be Captain Marvel at the first ever AvengerCon. She's going to cosplay as her, and her and Bruno Corelli are souping up a suit for her. Which, honestly, as far as, uh, you know, cosplay goes, not a bad suit. Right. Like, it looks like a legitimate cosplay that you'd be like, yeah, that's a pretty good cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-oh. Uh, excuse you. Ooh. Yeah, there was chunks. I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, but just keep moving. We're going to pile through. Yeah, so her fucking, uh, the whole premise is that they wanted you to bring a little bit of yourself. To uh to to the the cosplay right, mm-hmm. and so her her grandmother who you know, they're all of uh she's of Pakistani descent. Yep. Her her parents are, are first generation immigrants, and she uh her, her grandmother sent a box of of junk as her mom puts it, and she finds a bangle in it that she's like, oh, I'll wear that. That'll be my a little bit of me, right? Well, at the Avenger Con that she sneaks out for, uh, she slaps on the bangle and shit goes wild for her, right? She all of a sudden Hands start can, growing. Yeah, she can all of a sudden like she does that weird little like fall backwards into the ground and then like flips. Oh, what are you doing, guy? Damn it, I'm trying to be quiet. I'm getting comfy. I'll tell you, it is the exact opposite. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be quiet, and it's just... <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh-huh. Did you hear that fart? No, I didn't, but I heard you moan. Yeah, it's because it snapped back off the seat and hit me on the butthole. <laughs> yes. It was like getting whipped with a towel. <laughs> it smacked it your back. Snappy. Yeah, the snack that smiles back, you know? Um, <laughs> you just... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! It's going off the rails, guy. We're going off the rails. Stop it! I will mute you. <laughs> Just in Discord, mute you. Uh, after getting there and dressing up, yeah, she puts on the bangle. Shit pops off, and she's freaking out. And Bruno's like, "You gotta get up there, you know." And so she goes <laughs> up there and starts just throwing like projections out over the crowd, and everybody's freaking out. She's freaking out, and then. I remember that you, my wife, and I all had the same reaction. <laughs> There's a part where Zoe, like the cool girl at school, just gets fucking clapped by a goddamn Thor hammer by Mjolnir, <laughs> like a big, uh, uh, what do you call that? Not, not Faberge, uh, paper mache. paper mache. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like paper mache, but it swings like a pendulum and just catches her in the chest. And we all thought she was dead. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> so, yeah, she's done. She's done. Oh, good God. But luckily it's not because it was light. She's able to just like grab onto it. Like her hands went through it and she's just swinging on it. Uh, but then it does legitimately almost fall on her. And Kamala, that's when you first see her use the like truly use the power to as an extension of herself. And she reaches out and catches the, you know, saves her. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she's freaking out and she's <laughs> Bruno takes her home, which uh, again, I don't want to try and dwell on dwell on one episode at a time. But I did really like something from this that didn't really come up again in the rest of the episodes that I hoped it would was the um, 
kind of like environmental stuff of like her t- incorporating her her doodling and stuff. Yeah, where like as they're walking home, they're talking about what what her her piece of herself could be, and you're seeing like all the different characters that she's talking and she's yeah, and they're like coming up as graffiti. And then as they were texting each other, the texts were coming through the environment, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and, and it was just nice and visually different and interesting. And I wonder if uh, it has something to do with who directed that episode. Because I'm looking on, on Wikipedia here, full disclosure. And Adil and Bilal directed this episode and the finale episode. And I noticed that in the finale, the same thing happens, sort of, with like her doodling out um, her plan. Yes. And so I'm wondering if that's something that they liked, you know? Mm-hmm. I liked and, and I and I liked it. I thought it was kind of a nice way to incorporate the fact that she's a doodler and she is a planner, but in like a, a big picture kind of way, you know? Yeah. She dreams big, you know? Because her plan involved like jumping their bikes over a bridge onto the top of a bus. <laughs> yeah. And then I like that you even pointed out when they go to actually execute the plan, she looks at Bruno like, are we jumping? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, no. He shakes Mm-mm. his head, no, we're not doing that. We're going to take the steps. But yeah, so episode two is obviously her trying to figure out what's going on with her powers and trying to train herself. Um, Bruno, who's very science-y, uh, he actually got accepted into Caltech. Uh, he's doing a little bit of research, and he figures out that the bangle activated her own superpowers. It's not just the bangle giving her powers. Um, her friend Nakia, um, <laughs> they attend that party with uh, that, that was organized by Zoe. Yes. And that new senior Kamran that she's like, mm-hmm. we, we made the comment that uh, like Kamala Khan is just, she wants to date she's, everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ain't got to say it. She uh, she wants to date everybody because she is portraying a 16 year old. But yeah, but everybody. Mean, yeah, I mean, 16, I was like, yeah, was everybody that you met. Everything and anything. Yeah, yeah, everybody that you met, you're like, is there chemistry here? Is this a thing? Like, <laughs> is this a thing? Because like, and I think there was a little bit of that. And I don't know if it was good, bad, intentional, accidental, but like every male character that was about her age that she came into contact with, my wife and I both were like, is there, are they flirting? Are they going to be a thing? You know? Which like, yeah, 16, you're very flirtatious. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of figuring that out. Right. But yeah, so that's when uh, Kamran, they fucking, they flee the scene, right? Mm. Or no, that's the end of three, isn't it? Yeah. The the end of two is when they're all in the car together. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was right. I'm, I'm reading through here. Sorry, episode two and three kind of blend together in my head. So they yeah they go to the party. The cops roll up, and everybody's like scatter, you know. And uh, they jump into Kamran's uh, car and they drive off. Well, eventually she ends up um, um, Kamala's trying to save uh, the little boy when they go to the, the the party at the mosque. Yes, she saves the little boy from falling and then has to run away from um, the, the Department of Damage Control, which mm-hmm. apparently they have now condensed down into DODC. So the DODC agents are chasing her down, and that's when she almost gets caught, but Kamran rolls up in his car again to save her, and they, uh, <laughs> he jumps, she jumps in, and he's like, I want to introduce you to somebody, and it's just straight up his mom, <laughs> Najma, in the, in the back seat, who uh, Kamala had seen in, in some of her visions, and so it's like, oh no, <laughs> what's, uh... <laughs> what does this mean? Why, why have I seen you before? And then episode three, uh, that's when the fucking, she finds out that she's actually a uh, she's a descendant of the Jinn, which I, I had to look it up to be sure. But the Jinn are in like um, I, I don't want to be incorrect in like attributing the culture, right? But I believe it's in, in Muslim culture or maybe just gen- general like ancient Arabic culture. 
Um, basically, the jinn is like that's what we call genies, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been exiled from the newer dimension. And so, this is a very big departure from Kamala's origins in the comics, mm-hmm. where in the comics she's an inhuman, which I kind of brought up earlier. I think it's weird that they changed her origin to not be an inhuman. If they are then going to turn around and bring the Inhumans in. Right. You know what I mean? It seems odd that they wouldn't just... But And I saw someone uh, who was Muslim on um, Twitter who had a point that I could see being the case. Uh, that they were like, maybe the people, some of the people writing of the higher-ups thought that her um, origin needed to be, quote-unquote, more Muslim. Wait, what? So the, a person tweeted, a Muslim person tweeted that they thought maybe the reason why she's a jinn now is because people at Disney or Marvel thought, you know, from a marketing standpoint or whatever, that, well, if she's going to be a Muslim hero, her origin should probably be more Muslim. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm fine and, with that. And, and yeah, thought, and so it's like, all right, you know. I didn't uh, think it was a bad story arc behind it. No, 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 no. But it's, it, I mean, it is a, a total rewrite of who that character is. Sure. And so, yeah, the, the thought is that maybe it was a little bit of, you know, let, let's just make her sound more, more ethnic, but I'm not sure. Um, I, I thought it, it, it flowed well and it gave you a good, um, uh, you know, good background of why the, the she's at odds with these clandestines, as they call mm-hmm. themselves, which are the, the five people that she meets. Um, who are, you know, also of Jin descent, right? And they've been trapped yes. here. And uh, she also reveals that the bangle that she's wearing uh, was straight up, like it might be the key to help them get back home, but they need the other bangle. Mm-hmm. And so Kamala's like, yeah, I'll help you guys out. And Bruno straight up is like, I don't, I think that could be dangerous. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're agreeing to do this. And she's like, ah, you know, it'll be all right. If we can find a safe way to do it, it'll be all right. Um, they go to the, she tells Bruno, or sorry, she tells Kamran that, like, hey, I need some time because Bruno thinks it could be dangerous and I want to make sure we can do it safely. And Kamran's like, all right. Tells his mom that and mom's straight up like, now nah, fuck that noise. And they go and they crash fucking Amir's uh, wedding. Yeah, yeah. Which had the fucking, that, that was a good joke. The Because uh, at times it does feel like a kid's show, um, which like we talked about, I think, in our private lives. I don't know if we talked about it on here. The idea that this show's definitely angled more towards like a tween early teen crowd i would say yeah um but <laughs> there's a, a solid joke of the cover band that's playing the brothers wedding is you know they're they're all uh, presumably pakistani or um you know in, in some in some way but they go by the name um brown jovi brown jovi and they're a bon jovi cover band <laughs> and for some reason bon jovi comes up like a, At few a perfect times. time and like, well, like all of them are kick ass. Yeah, but yeah, the, like they keep talking about Bon Jovi uh, like throughout the series, and I don't know why. I don't know if there's like a weird cultural thing that like do Pakistani Americans like Bon Jovi, or is that just something they decided about her family? I don't but know. either way, I'm not complaining. No, it was funny, and especially yeah, the, what it, who were all the bands? You you knew who they were earlier, or no? They, they not the bands. They do. Uh, they were talking about they do bot mitzvahs, quinceañeras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, birthday parties. Um, yeah, yeah they're cut, basically yeah, listing of off, listing off traditionally, you know, brown of you know parties, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. so they're, they're they're brown Jovi. Um, but yeah, so the clandestines just straight up roll up on the the wedding reception, and uh, Kamala has to pull the or Kamala has to pull the fucking uh, what do you call that fire alarm? Yeah, and ruin her fucking brother's wedding, and then fight the clandestines and try and save Bruno and Kamran. And uh, yeah, doesn't go doesn't go smoothly. But uh, by God, they get out of there. And the right. Department of Damage Control captures the clandestines, including Kamran. And uh, Nakia fucking is mad because she finds out that Kamala is, in fact, the 
what do they call it at that time? The nightlight. Nightlight. Yeah, and she fucking hates that they're calling her Nightlight, but she doesn't know what she wants to be called anyways. Uh, episode 4 is pretty cool, because she and her mother um, end up going to Pakistan. Uh, yeah, that was a really good episode. She's talking to her, her grandmother like off and on. She's trying to reach out to her through um, uh, yeah, through FaceTime, and her, her, mm-hmm. her grandmother's not good at FaceTiming, which is kind of funny. She's like, you know, what does she call her? Nani? Yeah. You know, Nani, back back the phone up. Like, yeah. she's just, <laughs> just, she's just it's looking just up her eyeball. nose. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, when they fight, when she fights the clandestines there before the DODC show up, uh, she straight up has a vision of a train. Yeah. Like, crashing at her. And her that's what triggers the, the trip to Pakistan is the grandmother calls her on FaceTime and is like, did you see the train, too? And she's like, what the fuck? And so... She's like, you and you and your mom got to come come to Karachi. And so they do. And uh, so Kamala and her mom go to Karachi to reunite with her, her grandmother. And uh, she kind of pulls Kamala aside at the, at, while they're there. And it's like, that bangle's trying to tell you something through the train. Not positive what, but you got to go figure that shit out. Right. Yeah. So she's like, all right, word. And she goes pops to off, the, does all that. Yeah, pops off, goes to the train station, all that. She meets the Red Daggers, which are kind of like a vigilante group who yeah, are cool. um, trying to take down the clandestines. And they originally, like think she's one of the clandestines which she kind of is she's like clandestine adjacent right uh mm-hmm. but yeah so she meets kareem uh who, who he's the uh the red dagger like he, her age guy right right another another one of the characters that my wife and i were like she she got the host of this guy right yeah and it, it did i felt in that one uh oh sh- i can't remember his name what was it kareem or what the the red dagger yeah yeah kareem Kareem, I felt Kareem was very flirtatious towards her. Yeah, but I, she was dishing it back, so I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, live Let's your see. life, man. That's all. Yeah, I you do. Say. You. Live your life. Yeah, what you got to do. Uh, yeah. So Kamala finds out that Walid, their leader uh, of the Red Daggers, she finds out from him that the clandestines are trying to break the veil of Nur and just bring Nur into the human world and destroy everything. And so that's not very cash money. Uh, the clandestines fuck up uh, the DODC and just break out of the Supermax prison. <laughs> and yeah. Najma just straight up abandons Kamran. Like, she's like, get fucked, loser. And ditches him for his, what she perceives as a betrayal of him just defending uh, Kamala. Uh-oh. Uh, there it is. Oh, God. I'm gonna have to take a puke break. Now, uh, Kamala <laughs> begins training with the Red Daggers to kind of master her powers, and they get quickly interrupted by the clandestines. A uh, chase, you know, goes, keeps going on for him. And like you mentioned, Walid straight up kills one of the clandestines, and then Najma just kills him, and like kind of just shoves him over the edge of the the railing. It's very non ceremonial. Like he's no, dead, no. shoves him over, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, and that was yeah. We talked about that episode. I was mind blown. I was not expecting that. Yeah. And so they have a pretty cool fight in like uh, a little courtyard, I suppose, of like maybe some apartments or housing uh, with like the the clothing lines and stuff. And I thought that was kind of neat. And she is helping Kareem fight off the clandestines when Najma like jumps at her and she catches the blade with the bangle. And for some reason, it sends Kamala back in time to the partition, uh, which is for, for people that don't know the partition in uh, Pakistan slash India was when Pakistan and India were separated off into their own two things. And uh, a lot of people died uh, mm-hmm. in just the, the chaos of trying to move millions of people across the borders in both directions. And uh, yeah, there was not enough su- supplies and supply chain and all that. And it was just it was a mess. It was a scary time. And yeah. uh, you get the vibe that her grandmother really didn't want to talk about um, partition, which makes sense if it was a kind right, of a, yeah. a, a hard thing. But also the only thing that they bring up, they bring up is that her mother got separated from her father or sorry, um, Kamala's mother talks about partition 
and that mm -hmm. when they were fleeing the country, her mother got separated from her grandfather. And the quote that, or the, the story is always told that uh, a line of stars led her back to him. And somehow she found him in the chaos and they got on the train and they left, but her mom didn't make it, right? Right. Well, <laughs> snap back to reality, right? Kamala gets sent back to partition. It's India in 1942. And you get to see Aisha, who would be, I guess, Kamala's, what, great-grandmother? Mm-hmm. And you find out, you know, yep, like we said, she was a clandestine. And you get to see her falling in love and um, kind of get a little bit more background on what's going on there and the, the idea that fucking uh, Najma has always kind of been a, a shitbird and yes. a dick about trying to get back to Noor. Because she finds Aisha and it's basically like, after Aisha's had a kid with... Um, Oh god, I completely lost his name. Um, Hassan is the is the great grandfather. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Aisha's had a kid, obviously Nani with uh, with Hassan, and <laughs> Najma doesn't give a shit. She's like, "Yeah, you got that bangle, or what are we doing here?" Yeah, and, what's uh, the story? She's like, "Yeah, it'll take me a little while to get it." And Najma's like, "All right, well, I'll be back tomorrow, so have it for me." Better and have that's it. when yeah. that's when Aisha's like, "All right, we got to bounce," and uh, that was kind of a, a, a tough moment because like. Hassan's dad apparently built the house that they that they're living in, and he doesn't want to leave it. And it did kind of get to show you the the human side of things in like a superhero story, where yeah. this is just a, a, a real. Um, it's real. Yeah, know, it felt a, very yeah, like... a, a real human story of this is what it was like in Partition, and obviously this is I'm sure a little bit sanitized because it's Disney Plus. Sure, but um, you know the idea that they're just burning houses down in the countryside, and there's a bunch of civil unrest, and it's not cool, and they're just trying to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And that was actually very stressful, the scene of them on the at the train station. Yeah. Because there was just so many people. And it really did convey like how chaotic and scary that would have been and how easy it would be mm -hmm. to get separated. Mm -hmm. And you know, thinking about it being 1942, like, you know, they at one point they do get separated. And it's like, I mean, you don't have a cell phone to call and go where are you at, right? Right. That might be the last time you ever see somebody, which, you know, for Aisha and Hassan, it does end up being the case because uh Aisha basically tells him, take, uh, I can't think of what the daughter's name actually is, uh, Sana. I was like, I just keep wanting to call her Nani. <laughs> but, you know, the grandma, you know, as the little girl, she she gives her to the husband and says, take her to the train, I'll, I'll be right back. And basically <laughs> turns around and goes back to fight Najma and gets ganked. She gets stabbed right in the gut. Yeah. And left to just bleed out. And uh, little girl Sana goes back to find mom. And Kamala is actually there right now. It's, that's the point in time that she gets sent back to. And uh, it's like a weird, uh, I guess, like a closed loop, almost like a paradox, I guess. That's what because, I was thinking. Because she gets sent back in time to the point where she gets to see her great-grandmother Aisha dying. Aisha gives her the bangle and is like, you know, make sure that you get this and the... Uh, or no, the bangle's already on Sana, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So she just gives Kamala yeah. the, the photo of, of Hassan and is like, you know, make sure that Sana gets this. And... Uh, yeah. That's when Kamala realizes that, like, she's the one that reunited them because the crowd's all kind of crazy and the little girl can't get through to dad. And so she makes a trail of stars to, to lead her to him. Right. And she's like, holy shit. Like, it was me. Like, yeah, it was me. And so, yeah, there is that weird like, we, you know, like you agreed a paradox there of, wait, how did she go back in time to tell that story? And she was the story, you know. But uh, so once that happens, she gets sent back to the present. She finds Najma's strike has actually like opened the veil of Noor and shit's mm -hmm. not going to get not going to be very cash money for much longer. No, because uh, one of the fucking clandestine gets close to it 
and just gets absolutely vaporized like dust. They're gone. And Kamala's like, we got a fucking scoot like scoot like this isn't good. And Kamala's trying to like appeal to Najma like we got to close that thing because like think about Kamran, think about everybody like this is all going to this is going to kill people. Mm -hmm. So Najma transfers her power to Kamran as she like sacrifices herself to close the veil. And uh, Kamala gets caught by her fucking mom and grandma. And uh, (laughs) mom's just straight up like, all right, cool. I guess she got powers, which was kind of surprising, you know? Yeah, because mom's very uptight. Yeah, at least that's how she's portrayed. Yeah, it was very not. Yeah, it was nonchalant. And but I mean, it, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to wet my whistle. Yes, I, I don't like that. What? Wetting Nothing. my whistle? Moving right along. <laughs> After being attacked by the DODC droin. Droin? I said droin. Drone. Uh, so yeah, Comron's freaking out, right? Because he's got the powers. And he's like, I gotta fucking... I gotta go somewhere. And he finally goes to Bruno. <laughs> and, uh... Bruno's like, why the fuck are you here? And uh, straight up, uh, the DODC drone shows up. Comron destroys it with the power that he just now has and is like kind of freaking out about. And then the explosion from the drone. From the drone, I said it again. From the drone. I'm having a stroke. Oh, that'd be kind of cool to get a account on air. Like that news anchor, you know? No, that is not. But the the explosion, you know, obliterates the fucking circle queue that uh, Bruno lives above and works at. And so luckily they're they're able to get out of there somehow in time for the explosion. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the whole finale rolls up and uh, you're you're more fresh on the finale than I am. You want to tell me about the finale? Yes, the finale. uh, It basically kicks off with um, Kamala getting a call saying like... Bruno, like, we don't know where he's at, and the circle cue's blown up. Yeah, she's like, oh. Yeah, so they all scoot, and they're, you know, finding her, and then they create this devious, you know, they find out the DODC is after him on the hunt, and they go to the high school, because uh, that's where, like, you know, they thought no one's going to be there on a Saturday. Right. And then they find uh, Zoe, Zoe there, yeah. and she's like, her excuse for being there is it has great lighting in the theater. Yeah. That's she's doing she made TikToks. And uh, so from there, that, that's where we could see like that cartoony uh, plan. Planning, yeah. And then, mm. and Ms. she gets her costume. Yeah, yeah. That her mom maybe her mom bought for her, her in uh, in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, they you know execute the plan. But you get to see like that drawing on the the on the chalkboard chalkboard yeah. and uh it actually works like it, it goes yeah, it goes pretty well yeah yeah i mean they all get captured but except for uh i keep wanting to call cameron comron 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 and kamala and uh but then comron starts to go a wall yeah he's freaking he out because he doesn't know that mom's dead right and he's freaking the fuck out once the news is broke to him and uh, Kamala is, uh, she kind of like fights him for a little bit and then ultimately yeah. saves him. Yeah, it's more he like starts... trying to subdue him. Right, yeah, because uh, like he starts losing his shit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get your he shit starts... together, guy. <laughs> and um, You're making she basically scene. says, go to the daggers, right? Go to the red daggers and um, yeah. they'll they'll help you out. And he was like, uh, are you fucking sure? Are you sure? Because they want to kill me. <laughs> and then like she punches a hole in the, in the ground and yeah. then she goes, yeah, get the fuck out of here. That deuce out, baby. And we get to see and her then, kind of have like somewhat her stretchy powers yeah yeah like in a, a better yeah like the shape look I at it. yeah and then from there um the dodc get a the lady the head honcho of whatever that, like unit that little was, that little attachment yeah uh basically gets fired and her supervisor is like you straight up like disobeyed orders and try to fight a kid like you're, you're yeah done. like this is a pr nightmare especially because what's uh, zoe 
basically got on TikTok and told all of her fucking followers, like, you got to come to this high school and help us. Yeah. Which so works. Just, yeah, because there's just a yeah. bunch of people. Oh, you figure we talked about it. It's kind of like a, a Spider-Man moment almost. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, the community surrounds her to protect her, which was nice. It, it kind of gives you that, that local hero feel. Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear right, me? You just got... Yeah, 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 yeah. You just got cricket quiet for a moment, and I was like, "Are you with me?" Oh no, I said, "Yeah." I got you. Um, and then after that, oh god, I'm not, I'm not as good as this part as you are. Uh, <laughs> and after that, you, they you weren't expecting me to pitch it to you, were you? No, I really wasn't. Um, gosh, on your heels, <laughs> got me with my pants down, resting on your haunches. And then um, from there, they kind of just get away. Yeah, like, yeah, so basically, yeah, the fucking... So, and then it does, like, a week later. Yeah, she goes home and is like, boof, man, that was right on. She And you get to see the little, like, the reaction from the community on, on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody's like, that was fucking bananas, you know? <laughs> and uh, her fucking, her sheik, you know, her mosque temple leader is like... Yes, he's a hot dog. Fucking, he has the hot dog filter, and he's like, I guess I'm a hot dog now. <laughs> like, I don't really know what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's a nice little moment when she's at home. And she's sitting on a roof, and her dad comes out to sit with her. Yeah, and that's where she gets her name. Yeah, because he's um, like, because he's a superhero named. She's like, I don't even fucking know, guy. Like, get off yeah. me, you know? And he goes on to say how uh, her name. Her name means Marvel. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, uh, in, what did he say? Like, in Arabic, it meant perfect, but in, in Urdu, Ur- Kamal Urdu means Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. And, and she's he's like, like and you've always me. been just our little Miss Marvel. <laughs> I like that. She's like, are you telling me I share a name? I've shared a name with Carol frickin' Danvers. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know who that is, <laughs> but maybe, yeah, yeah. And you've always been our little Miss Marvel. And you're like, oh, yeah, she gets boy. gets her name so Miss Marvel. Yeah, obviously that's what she's gonna go by. Cause yeah, she's gonna go by Marvel. Fucking, are you kidding me? Right, Carol Danvers. Yeah, Kamran, he does. He flees to Pakistan. He meets up with Kareem. Uh, Bruno, fucking, that's here's like the the stinger at the end of the the series that you're like, oh, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, so. Bruno rolls up in fucking Comron's car and is like, "Yeah, he left this for me." Like, they're like, I mean, he fled the country. <laughs> I don't know that he left it for harsh. you. Yeah, and uh, he's talking to Kamala about the fact that you know they were a little bit wrong, maybe about her powers. Yeah, and it was a mutation. Yeah, he's like, you know, your your brother was asking me, Amir was asking me if he had powers too, and so I did genetic testing on everybody and. There's something in your genes, man. And he says, uh, you know, like a mutation. And you hear a little bit of the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife and I, who are kids of the 90s, were both like... <laughs> uh, which, you know, like he says, you know, it's a genetic mutation that the rest of the family lacks. Um, and so then we get the mid credit scene where, like, her bangle starts to freak out. And then she, like, gets sucked into her closet real quick. Crashes through the closet door. That's Captain Marvel. Yeah, Carol Danvers stands up and is like, obviously a little weirded out by the fact that she's in a bedroom full of Carol Danvers, like, memorabilia. (laughs) She's like, oh, no way. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so obviously the implication there is that her and Carol Danvers switch places. So wherever Captain Marvel was at that point in time, I would assume Ms. Marvel got sent to. And like you said, hope it ain't nowhere bad, you know? Right, yeah, hope it's not, like, in the middle of a fight or nothing. Yeah, because they've got very different power sets as far as, like, skill ability right now. And, uh, yeah, so I saw somebody ask, because her, her original, um, in the comics, Kamala originally, like, shape, she's a shapeshifter. Right. As opposed to having, like, the weird crystal powers, mm-hmm. which is why she's stretchy, is she can, sh- you know, change the shape of her body and all that. Well, she originally fights crime as carol danvers like she changes herself to look like carol danvers and 
until she be, which they kind of do in this where she dresses up as again her cosplay costume, right? Yeah, with the like, the little mask with the the blonde yeah, hair poking that. through the top like the mohawk. Yeah, and yeah, and it's supposed to be that whole thing of like she says I think to Bruno that it's not the brown girls from Jersey City that saved the world. You know, so when she becomes a bit more comfortable with being being herself and being a you know a Muslim sixteen year old Pakistani girl who's also a superhero, she kind of you know decides to just be that right. But so I had somebody I saw somebody asking if um, that was legitimately Carol Danvers or if she just discovered she could shapeshift. And I'm pretty sure it was just Carol Danvers because like the costume changed and she wasn't wearing the bangle and she did seem more not surprised that she was Carol Danvers, but surprised that she was just randomly in a bedroom that had a bunch of Captain Marvel memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, and she's awkwardly looking around like, uh, well, no. Yeah. So and then we did we get the stinger at the end of, of, of it all that says, you know, Ms. Marvel will return in the Marvels, in which the is Marvels. The, the sequel to Captain Marvel. And it's going to be about uh, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and um, oh, Photon, which is, I always mix them up, Monica Rambeau? Yes. Because Maria's the mom, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, dude, we're in it. Yeah. So, and I, I, I wonder what the larger implication is of, like, mutations, where, okay, so are they, so they're making Kamala, uh, or, you know, Kamala a mutant now, as opposed to an inhuman, which is weird, again, like I said, if they are legitimately going to bring in the inhumans, um... But then also, does that mean that Captain Marvel herself is a mutant and Photon is a mutant because their powers are the similar, you know, they have a, the X gene and then it gets activated by stress. You figure Captain Marvel gets her powers when she gets blasted by the uh, the um, uh-huh. the the cube, not the cube, but the what do they call that thing? Tesseract. Yes. Wait, how do you not remember the Tesseract? You confused me. Oh, my God. My mic fell. You confused oh, me um, when you were like the brick. Or the cube, and I was like, "Fucking cube!" My first thought was from Umbrella Academy, which you I've, haven't seen. I, so you I was gonna know. say I've seen Umbrella Academy. Sorry, I thought you were cultured. Yeah. What you uh, What's your favorite part of uh, Lord of the Rings? Um, when and the not the scenes that I fucking showed you. No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> my fucking favorite part is Bilbo and Gandalf just passing Hitting the, the pipe. Pipe. Fucking <laughs> going in on it. Just going hard. But no, so yeah, like, are they all are they all mutants? You know, because then, like we said, Photon, yeah, Monica Rambeau, she gets sent through the the hex. Which would, at, yeah, uh, it, it makes sense, and I feel like it'd be a nice little segue in. Yeah, and start to kind of ease us into the idea that maybe there have always been people with the, you know, the X gene. Which, I mean, would make sense, but then it makes you wonder why there haven't been the X-Men yet. I don't, you know, we'll just have to see how they tie it all in. And it is nice, because we get to kind of see, like, okay, yes, we actually do know mutants in already. It's not like... They just oh show up God. out of nowhere. Right. It's like, okay, we actually, yeah, we know a couple already Yeah, that are mutants, but they just don't know it yet. Yeah, but my, I just thought I'd close up here with my, uh, like, I just wrote down my, my thoughts vaguely and quickly. I just said, uh, really enjoyed this series. It has that coming of age, coming of age feel that I think it was trying for, um, and it wasn't off-putting. Um, it did come off as a little, like, tween sitcom at times, like a, like a Hannah Montana or a little bit more adult than that. But again, not not as a criticism so much as I don't know if it was always entirely for my, you know, a 26 year old mm-hmm. man. Right. But I still enjoyed it. Um, and I did like that. And we kind of talked about it. Uh, I like that her religion was actually a part of her character. Uh, and yeah. as far as like her, I really believed her inner conflict when it comes to like her cultures colliding of she wants to she loves superheroes and she wants to be a superhero. But then mom just wants her to settle down and marry a nice Muslim boy, you know. And it's not who and, she wants to be. Yeah, and like we or talked what she about wants downstairs. to do. Yeah, it's not necessarily what she wants to do. 
Um, you know, it was as much a piece of her character as like Peter Parker being a broke, you know, high schooler or college student. That's just yeah, part of the character. Yeah, and so I thought that was nice that that it was so integrated and and yeah, and it wasn't just she's Muslim to say she's Muslim. It was right, like yeah, she is. Actual, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what what were your final your your wrap up thoughts on that guy? Um, yeah, that I think it was the fourth episode. Um, the, I think the it was flashback my... to partition. Mm. Maybe the third, then. The wedding? No, the one where they go to Pakistan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I misread it. Yeah, five is the flashback to Partition. Four is the, yeah, is the the, pa- the Pakistan episode. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was just, it was really action-packed. And it was really good action-packed for, like, everything that was going on and what the, the show is. And it felt like... Yeah, it's oh, pretty like, grounded. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that one was definitely my favorite episode out of it. But, I mean, I'm ready to rate it if uh, you are. Oh, yeah, baby. How's our rating work? So, yeah, you can either be overwhelmed, you know, if you're overwhelmed with something, you can be underwhelmed, which is let down, or you can just be simply whelmed, which is somewhere in between. Yeah. Brother well. Colin. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Chris. I, uh, I, I'm I torn. I think I was... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say simply whelmed. <gasps> only because... Only because I w- it was I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. But as far as the Marvel shows go, I think it's pretty middle of the pack. Sure. So it wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not because I wasn't sure how young of an audience they were shooting for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was it overwhelmed me in that way. But then it was underwhelming as far as Marvel shows go, where I was like, OK, it was it was good, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't, you know, it was pretty middle for me. It wasn't gas. So think, or nothing. It wasn't gas or nothing. So I think I uh, I got to land on. I, uh, I'd say I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Especially because how late I was to watching it. Um, yeah. And thankfully, nothing got spoiled for me, which was cool. Yeah. And luckily, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a very spoilable show as far as like impact on the world at large. Right. And um, other than the mutant thing. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, when I did watch it, it the, the cool camera shots and it did feel like a cheesy coming to age show. Um, but I, I that's fine with me. I thought it was fitting. It fit kind of a Marvel esque tone if that makes yeah. sense so i mean you know i really liked it but yeah no i, I agree you can ask what i'm thinking about yeah i will let me get to it what i've been thinking about this week just to really <laughs> throw off the floor i just skip you now what you been thinking about this week chris well i'm glad you asked and i just wanted to say welcome back to chris's cryptid corner i'm your host chris can um, i interrupt actually, you for a second sure just to tell you that i gotta figure out another way to edit in your because I don't know if you've been listening to this. I don't know if you listen to our show or not. I but do. Uh, you know, I edit in in the the cryptid corner music. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the dick. <laughs> so I gotta gotta figure out because like there's no easy way to loop it because it, it can't be a predetermined length because your segment might be a different length every time. Sure. So whenever whenever you get really like long winded in a good way, you know, where I'm like, okay, yeah, he's really in depth on this. Then I go back to edit it. and I'm like, motherfucker, I gotta make like. Because it's only like a 12-second audio clip that I have to loop over and over. Well, you're in luck, because I'm actually taking a step back from Chris's Cryptid Corner this week. Um, And my reasoning behind that was uh, a fan of the show, who's also a good buddy of mine, um, which is always good, like, when your friends come up and, like, genuinely, like, this is actually really good. Like, I listen to this just on the rig. Um, He sent me a podcast for... Uh, and a bunch of articles for Skinwalker Ranch. And so Ooh, yeah, I started yeah. to dive in on it on my lunch. And I'm so I, I want to go in depth more on it. And I think it's going to be a longer episode because um, he said he's like, hey, you know, you told me you didn't you couldn't find anything for Skinwalker Ranch. So I, I have a bunch of stuff and he sent it to me. And so I'm going to do a deep dive on that. But uh, I'm not quite done yet. Yeah. So you don't you don't have anything in the meantime? 
Oh no, I'll tell you what I've been thinking about. I'm fucking oh, thinking yeah, about the boys. Oh yeah? Yeah, like that show's hot, it's funny, and I think it's very real in a dark way of like if superheroes were to be <laughs> real, this is probably what it would be. Yeah, like it's very corporate. Yeah. Um, And so like I, that just amazes me and I, I'm still on the first season, so I mean, I can't really talk about anything. Um, But I mean, uh, that shit's been blowing my mind lately and I'm I'd like to do an episode or at least uh, a little tidbit. Tell you what, I'll tell you what, since I gave I, you such I tell shit, you what, I'll tell you, mother. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, I'll catch up on the boys for you, and then we That's can right. when we you know when we come into some downtime between weeks, which I think we should have one coming up. Uh, we can maybe do the boys. I also have been thinking, and uh, I want yours and more importantly the audience's voice on it. What if Chris's cryptid corner, you know, four corners of a room, baby? Oh, Chris's cupid corner, right? Love advice, baby. Like you're talking the love doctor. I know how to say hello to a woman. Without sounding too awkward, like I'm Is fucking drowning in it. No, no, it's not. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just an awkward person. But I don't know. I feel like not I got uh... that. I, I just like the idea that you want, like you said, four corners. You want oh, to yeah. just envelop this, what was our show. And turn it into the Chris Corners show. This is the movement. This is our religion. Well, I'll tell you what. You figure out how to edit it and post it and all, <laughs> all that shit. Just knock yourself out. What about you, Colin? What have you been thinking about? I've been thinking about uh, trying to lose weight. Oh, word. Uh, yeah. So I, I did bad today already. Uh, started today. Failed today. Mm-hmm. That's because uh, I'm, I'm a soda drinker. So I sure. was trying to buy like, like diet. Diet Sodi Pops, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I had a day off, and I was checking the fridge, and I was like, oh fuck, we got ginger ale. And I'm an old man. Like ginger ale just wets my whistle, you know. It it wets my whistle. And I was like, oh man. So I chugged back a couple ginger ales, and I went back for a third because I was getting stupid. And I caught the side of the can and saw that it said it was it wasn't zero calorie soda. And I was like, oh shit, I'm so used to zero calorie sodas. And so I already blew it because I had like 260 more calories than I'd accounted for. And I wasn't happy with that. But the general act of tracking my calories and weighing myself today motivated me to, well, you know what? I know. Now I know how to stay away from the the ginger ale, the devil's devil's brew, right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and I'll do better. So I was thinking... If I, I've, I've started and stopped several times. I struggle with the uh, the long-term commitment. I'll do well for, like, months at a time and then just fall off. So if anybody's yeah. got tips on, like, dieting or low-calorie, like, meals, because I'm not, not crazy on, like, a specific, like, macronutrient-heavy, like, you know, no carbs, all protein, nothing like that. Just tracking my calories to keep myself in a caloric deficit, right? So just, I need to take lunches, easy to make snacks, things like that, that I can use for low calorie. So if people got, like, uh, got any tips or, or recipes, things that they did, send them in. I want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that actually inspired me uh, today as well to, like, you know what? I've been thinking about this. I need to just do it. I, I, mm-hmm. I went through a journey of self-improvement today. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've also been learning uh, using the language learning app Duolingo, which is not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh, not a sponsor at all. Don't fucking think about it. Uh, recently, like we don't. make no money off that. Yeah, remember yeah, if that. They, if they say we do, get get our name out of your mouth. Uh, no, I've recently like I want to brush up on my Spanish because uh, I did it for like three years of my high school career and enjoyed it, and I was pretty pretty good at it, you know. Mm-hmm. And recently at, at work, you know, at my work, I, I come into contact with you know people who speak primarily Spanish as as their main language and have little to no English. Um, and so I've always been able to like make my way through with broken Spanish and then with broken English, and we find some middle ground and we're able to communicate. 
gate. Right? Um, right. Well, here recently I've had to do it like several times in a day, several days in a row. And uh, I found myself struggling more than I feel like I should. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I don't remember how to say that. Or I feel like I used to know how to say it. So I was like, I got to brush up on my Spanish. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been doing it and it's fun. Like the Duolingo app is fun. Again, not a sponsor, but if you can make learning fun, my God. Duolingo does it. Duolingo does it. That's an accomplishment. So not a sponsor, just an endorsement. If you uh, Maybe we should be sponsored. Yeah, I mean, I'd reach out to him. I'd be like, hey, we have little to no overlap in audience. Other than that, I use your app. But uh, that's yes. always been my thought. It's like if we were to ever do sponsors, which we would have to like have an uh, a, an audience worth marketing towards, as far as sure. size, right? Uh, I, I would want it to be something that I legitimately used and believed in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. like, what's the fucking the, the app that's always on TikTok ads? The game? <laughs> yeah. Was it a uh, top war or some shit like yeah. that? Yeah. I'm like I don't. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Like, no, nah, I don't want to see doing, it. I'm not doing that. But uh, yeah, if Duolingo, if you want us to sponsor, you know, hey, Hit us up. You know, get, hey, people, if you want Duolingo to sponsor us, <laughs> let it Shout let them know. A Duolingo. part of the following, part of the give following the, of the church. Give, yeah, give the people what they want. That's right. Yeah, they can make donations to the church of Simply Whelmed. Whoa, what? Our brains. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's just throbbing with knowledge. 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 <laughs> Here we are in my garage. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for you, kid. Uh, that's all you I want got. Me to, want me to roll this thing out? Yeah, I want me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the sign-off at midnight. <laughs> uh, you know, apparently, this is off-topic. Apparently, in like the 80s, they used to fucking play a commercial at like 10 o'clock at night that was like, do you know where your kids are? What? Yeah. Like at 10 o'clock at night, they used to run a commercial that was like, Hey, by the way, you should probably know where your fucking kids are. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they didn't have cell phones and shit. They couldn't call them and be like, come home. They had so they would just, so they would just, do you say they had landmines? Landlines. Oh, poof. I was like, whoa, what does that even mean? <laughs> just keep the kids off the lawn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just hear a poof. You're like, ah, damn it. The neighbors came out again. <laughs> the neighbor's cat t- triggered a landmine again. <laughs> but no, I just think, what a, what a, what the hell? Like, you know, at least mom used to tell me, like, when the streetlights come on, it's too dark. You got to come in. You know? Right. <laughs> no, like, mom's just had to be told, hey, don't forget you have kids. You know where they're at? By the by. Uh, by the way. Two kids? Timmy, Tommy? Where are they at? No. Who knows? But, yeah. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, uh, we want to thank you guys a lot uh, for your attention and support. Lots and lots. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, give it a great review. Tell your friends about us. Share us on social media. I, I have not. I know of people. I know, like, I fucking know who you are, and you know who you are, too. Well, I know people personally who uh, listen to this show and tell me to listen to it. I ain't seen a fucking post about it, which is wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> 20 weeks in a row now, I've fucking said. Make you sure know what? I we weren't good at it at the beginning. We'll, we'll, we'll say 15 you know maybe it took us five episodes to go maybe we should put a call to action but uh yeah so 15 weeks in a row here i ain't seen a goddamn post so the call to action is going to become a a a demand of action right that's right fucking right share it i'll start saying names first and last i don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) just doxing friends and family you haven't shared this shit uh, no, but for real though, word of mouth can be a really big endorsement. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to do a Lego to uh, sponsor us, you got to share this shit. You know, they got to know that, right. that we exist and that we want, you know, we got to, we got to pay for these movie tickets somehow, you know? That's right. Yeah. Chris, Stubbs if you want to get in touch with us. Yes. <laughs> AMC Stubbs, man. Not a sponsor. Unless not they want to be. I'll tell you what, if they want to sponsor me, 
Hard, gotta get yeah. the fucking Nicole Kidman ad out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to take their money until Nicole Kidman is no longer in front of the fucking movies going, cinema is amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, if Chris, you wanted to get a hold of us, yeah, get uh, our Instagram is Simply Whelmed Podcast, as well as our Facebook. Our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. And then, of course, our email is Simply Whelmed Mailbag at gmail.com. What are we on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Simply Whelmed Podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be discussing whatever news we get out of Comic-Con uh, and giving our review of Jordan Peele's next film, Nope, which I am like absolutely hyped for i'm jazzed like i keep getting ads for it and i'm like oh you can give me those ads like i don't even care to see these ads nine times out of ten i get shitty about ads but now give me them here we'll keep it i'll watch it i'll let it happen yeah i won't even put the phone down keep that shit up that's what you're watching yeah i'm watching it it's actively i'm watching it it's not even an ad it's just a tiktok to me uh (laughs) let's see uh yeah next week nope uh, comic-con might be a long episode depending on how much we get out of comic-con and how much we have to say about nope uh and then the week after that i believe we have prey oh i might be wrong on that but let me double check that oh you know what yeah no i think it will be it's oh, either fuck. an off week i'll have to double check does prey come out the fifth i i don't know off the top of my head i don't either if it comes out the fifth we'll have an off week so maybe that's when we talk about the boys but i'll have to do some major binging if that's the case but either way prey and the boys will be Probably our, our next two episodes in any order after uh, after uh, Nope and Comic Con. Yes. So look forward to all that schnazzy stuff. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We will see you next Wednesday. That's the end of the show, Chris. Tell everybody bye. Bye. <laughs> you gotta whisper it in their ear like that. <laughs> Creeped me out. <laughs>